Okay, Power Rangers, let's do it! Go, go, Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 40 of the Jetman with a Golden Gun, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Chojin Sentai Jetman. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how are you doing today? Hot. Yeah. Man, it's, I am hot. It is, a, it is a scorcher, a hot time in the old town tonight. Yeah, man. It is... Listen, I am adjusting to life without air conditioning, and I am not as miserable as I would have anticipated being, given that it is, I think, 92 out or something, but I'm not happy about it. Not loving it. This is not, man, like, this is just not my space. This is not how I live my life. I mean, it is, obviously, because I'm alive and I'm doing it. But this is not my this is not my happy zone, right, man? I'm not. Uh, this is not cool with me. You're not loving it. I'm not loving it. But other than that, things are good. So, what is what's up, man? What's this week's episode? Well, Dave, uh, today we are watching episode forty, Command Change the Sentai. Um, listeners, you may have picked up by now that we are doing one of our rare in person, both in the same room recordings. Um, they are rare. We've just done two in the last month, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, but the reason that we are doing that uh, will be brought up very shortly uh, in our award-winning opening segment. Dave, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. What is our first star of the week? Our first star this week is that we do have a very special guest host. The Super Sentai sister, our little, little sister Katie, is joining us all the way... Well, she's joining us from Columbus, and then that's where she lives. <laughs> but she's here now. Yeah. In the right. flesh. Hello, everyone. Welcome, Katie. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Well, we are uh, We're excited to have you. We think it's going to be really fun. Now, you have never watched an episode of Super Sentai. Is that correct? I actually have. Okay. This last week, I just had this... Feeling like I should watch some of this show. So I watched the uh, Fashion Dimension, which was with the sewing machine monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that I was watched a good that one. one. That was super fun. Yeah, that's a classic. Um, and I think that's it. And you, I think okay, that that's done. so one episode. <laughs> that's actually more than most of our guest hosts have ever watched of Super Sentai. Normally, people come in pretty blind. So you're actually a leg up on, on a lot of people that we've had on the show. Hey, yes. So, do you have any Sentai power... Did you watch Power Rangers with us when we were kids? I don't remember. I did, because you controlled the remote. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it was... So. It was <laughs> both of us wanted to watch it, so... Right. And I, you know, I was the little sister that was tagging along, so I was totally fine watching it. I enjoyed it. I'm sure I felt some sort of connection with a Pink Ranger... Yeah, because no, of course you didn't. Oh, sure. <laughs> right, yeah, no, she was great. Uh, we love the Pink Ranger. So, very exciting to have you here, and like we normally do when we have a guest host. So what, Katie, is our second star of the week? Well, I'll tell you what, brothers mine. 
Uh, it is my birthday week. Happy birthday. Happy birthday week. Happy Thank birthday. you very much. Week. It's not actually your birthday, but happy birthday week. Right, it's this Thursday. Um, and it's great. I came up to Cleveland to kind of celebrate with you and your lovely wife. Right, old homestead. Uh, and it's been super great. I got a lovely record player from Matt, which I'm super excited in using. Well, you to be, use. You will. You will get someday. It. You when will. I get it, it at is, some point. It is in the mail <laughs> in a location. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and you will receive it at a point in the future. I suspect. So wait, I'm 33, so you are turning 28. Eight. I'm 20, turning 28. Okay. Right. So, which is fine. Not even 30 yet. No. I'm 29. And it's super fine because I've already been 28. You, so, yeah, you're going to have to unpack that one, <laughs> kiddo. So, as I think has been mentioned in the show, I lived in Korea. Yes, we have 100% mentioned that. A while. Yeah, I'm sure we did. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Um, And also, quick side note, uh, I actually have been to Japan twice. Right on. um, Okay. And honestly, full of giant monsters. No way! Yeah. I did not realize that Sentai was that... Uh, true to life. I really assumed that it was entirely fictional. No, it is. As like, it happens, they're just going around recording. We've been it's wa- more of a documentary yes, than anything else. Wow. We've yeah. just been watching reality programming this whole time. <laughs> wow. Man, that throws our whole into a show, into a whole new and sort of uncomfortable life. Like, I feel real bad about a lot of jokes we've made yeah. uh, in, that, in that case. But so, wait, 28. So, right. Because so, normally you only get. To go you only once. Get, right. Right. Except for the movie <laughs> 17 again. Yeah. Um, so basically in Korea. And big. <laughs> well, yeah. Tom yeah. Hanks is big. He's America's sweetheart. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so in Korea. Is he still? Sorry. I think forever. Forever. Sorry. In I, Korea. In Korea. Wait. He's America's sweetheart in Korea? <laughs> yes. That doesn't make any kind of sense. So in Korea. Right. Um... How it is is when you're born, that is your first year. So you're born and you are one. Okay. And then during New Year, everybody becomes the next year older. Oh, so it's just like everybody levels up all at once. Exactly. Okay. Okay. How do you do birthday parties? Like, they do birthday parties, but it just, it's not maybe as big of a thing. All right. It's still important. Like, little kids still have birthday parties. They'll still tell me. They sure. would still tell me when it was their birthday. Got it. Okay. But it didn't seem to be maybe quite as big of a deal. As it is. Yeah, as it is here. So, um, so basically, when I was there, and someone would ask me how old I was, because that is a thing they do. Just straight up. Like, well, hey, what's up, friend? How old are you? Basically, because they need to know how to refer to you. For like, oh, okay. For honor. Official, like, yeah. official honor. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So they would ask how old you were, and then I would have to say, well, back home I'm 26, but here I'm 28. <laughs> oh, so you jumped. So I would you tell. did. So you did 28 two years ago. Then yeah, like a year and a half, two years ago. Then okay. hit 27. And then it was 27 and 29. And then, okay. you're ba- and then you were back to 27, yeah. and now you're 28. Yeah. This is very confusing. Yeah. But basically, in the end, like, 28 is old hat. I've already done so that. Sure. No surprises. This is like New Game Plus on being 28. Oh, dude, I love New Game Plus. Uh, 
We've talked about New Game Plus before. We're not going to do it anymore. <laughs> so happy birthday. Thank Katie. you very much. Happy birthday to you. And uh, Matt, let me talk to you about our third star this week. Please do, Dave. Our third star this week is that the school year is over and this dude's on summer vacation. It hasn't sunk in yet. Right. It still just feels like a weekend. Well, you do have... I know that it's summer vacation because I'm looking at you right now and I can see... That you have your traditional summer haircut. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, have we ever mentioned this on the show before? Yeah, I, we might have done last year. Last week of every school year, so the kids get to see it. The last week of every school year, I shave my head. and Well, I almost shave my head, but I wear a mohawk. All summer. Not all summer. I wear it. I, I stop cutting it long enough in front of the school year that it's like back. You know, I don't start the year with a mohawk. Right. But I do have my mohawk. The school year is over. It sort of only felt like a long weekend because I'm Friday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, you know, the last day of school, there's no kids. But the teachers are all still there because we've got to, like, lock up and, like, make sure the grades are entered and, yeah. like, blah, blah, blah. Okay, right. right on. Right. So our principal had sent around a letter, like, last week sometime Saying, I would just like to remind everyone that Friday is a full work day. It is expected that you are here the whole day. Your contract does not include like leaving early on Friday. But like everything's done. Everything's done by like noon. Like you just have to like be there. Well, this was the official email. So he is on record as having said, everybody has to be there. Uh, but so we we're at our closing convocation and he said about this afternoon, uh, everybody got my email that today is in fact a full work day. However, I'm going to be very busy and I will be looking for you <laughs> and you shouldn't be looking for me. And if I do happen to walk by your room and I don't see you. I will assume that you are someplace else in the bin building attending to something. <laughs> uh, which it took, like, people a second. And I was like, is he saying that? And then it's like, oh, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. Good, good. And uh, there was a large round of applause. So now that summer vacation is upon me, I can finally get to work doing all the stuff that I've been putting off for nine months. Right, sure. So it's, like, mostly a vacation. I'm going to take, like, a week. I'm not going to do... That's not true. I won't be able to do a week. I'm going to take like two <laughs> days of chilling out and then I'm going to start looking around and saying, I've really got to get... i got to get to some of this stuff. And then I'm going to start doing it. But I am on summer vacation, which explains why it's so hot. It is so hot. So, uh, fourth star of the week, man. Fourth star of the week. Speaking of things that you'll be doing in your... In your two days off of your summer <laughs> vacation. Uh, Dave, what video games are you playing? So, right now... Okay, listen... I am playing Fallout 4 again. I have it on the Xbox. We just got mods. It's reinvigorated my love for the game. We are not going to talk about it. We have had it five times as stars. We refuse. It has been... It's it, done. It's starred out. <laughs> we have retired its jersey. Like It's done. It's yeah. done. It was an all-star. It's done there now. But I am replaying Witcher 3 because, A, it's a fantastic game. But Witcher 3 put out by CD Projekt Red, just dropped their last sort of really large DLC expansion for that game. Uh-huh. And I knew that it was coming out, but I said, you know what, I'm just... Because they had one sort of semi-large pack and then this one, like, really big thing that adds, like, 20 hours to the game. And I said, you know what, I'm not going to replay it 
yet I'm going to wait till everything is out and then I'm just going to kind of go through the game fresh and experience all of this stuff. So I am playing The Witcher 3 again and hot dang, I forgot how good that game is. Like when I'm done with it, I'll lend it to you. It's just, it's spectacular. It's put up by CD Projekt Red, which is a studio out of Poland, of all places. Okay. All right. Not that I'm, like, we're Polish. I'm not hating on Poland. I just don't think of it as... It's not like a video game hub? Yeah, exactly. Right, a hotbed of, like, programming goodness. <laughs> but, dude, these, these guys, CD Projekt Red, they're one of the most well-regarded developers in the world, and it is based on a library of, I kid you not, three games. And those three games are... Witcher, The Witcher 2, and The Witcher 3. <laughs> and they're just so beautiful that everyone's like, yeah, those CD Projekt Red guys, they know what's up. So I'm playing through that again, and the only downside, they have a new game plus, which as I just mentioned, I love. The only downside is that if you do the new game plus, they just skip you past the tutorial. Oh, they but say, it's been a while since you played the right, game. Right, but it's been a minute, and that's kind of a complicated game. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> I would have liked the option. I maybe could have used a refresher on some stuff. Uh, but I'm very excited to A, be playing that, and B, to have them release that big pack, because now that it's done, they're devoting their full attention to, Matt, I know you're going to be excited about oh, this. Oh, yes. Cyberpunk 2077, which is set in the cyber Archalsorian Cyberpunk which is the most beautiful game, the most beautiful, just hot mess of a role-playing game I've ever looked at. It's it's this great old, like, 80s, early 90s, tabletop yeah. role-playing game. Where it's like, it's not cyberpunk in the same way that, like, it is cyberpunk in a very 80s way. There's a lot of, yeah. like, chrome and teased hair and neon. Yep, like, it's, yep, yep. I love it, but the system of it is so... Like, it's un- it's like unplayable. It is right. a it's a hot mess. But I'm hoping the video game version is going to be really excellent. Yeah, I hope they do not just like straight up translate <laughs> it over. Like we have built this beautiful game for you. Good luck. <laughs> so uh, how about you, man? You been doing anything interesting in the digital realm? Uh, yes, I have, Dave. I finally like. Six to eight months late, picked up WWE 2K16 from a very own. Listen, <laughs> uh, and like I always like to pick it up because I always like to make myself and like in the like I think we've talked about it on this show before. We have the, the like the character creator for this game. Yeah, it's it's eerily good at duplicating a person. Yeah, like I we were at my buddy Josh's, our my buddy, our buddy Josh's, and I made a character, mm-hmm. and the degree to which it looked like me was unsettling mm. a tiny yeah. bit. But it's it's really great. And like the the game is really fun. I'm not especially good at it, which means that like I am trying to like work through my NXT career. <laughs> which <laughs> just involves like it's just like me like ramming my head against the wall that is Tyler Breeze. Like I just I can't do it, Dave. I can't beat him. Dude, Prince Pretty is a heck of a wrestler. Dude. So, Witcher 3, strong recommendation. WWE 2K16, super strong recommendation. Absolutely. Katie, you been playing anything recently? Um, no. Okay, solid. Right on. <laughs> solid recommendation on no playing video games from Katie. Matt, what is our fifth and final star of the week? Dave, our fifth and final star of the week is a film that we all went to go see this afternoon. Oh, you mean a movie film? Yes, a movie film. Okay. <laughs> One of the picture shows... We went right, to, we the went to the cinema. We went to the pictures. Yeah, we went to the talkies. So, 
See, huh? Uh, anyway, so we went to go see uh, the new Lonely Island movie, uh, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. It was real funny. Yeah, it was, it was really a lot of funny. fun. It's Andy Samberg and the rest of Lonely Island. It's... And this movie had maybe more famous people cameos than any movie I've ever seen. Right. I like, th- yeah. It had a beetle. It did. It had a beetle. Well, that may have been stock footage, I think. No, no, no. no, oh, no. no. They, they had a star. star. Sorry. <laughs> you said a beetle, and I and I was thinking about that one stock shot of of um, Paul. Paul McCartney. Oh, yeah. And I did forget that Ringo Starr was actually just in the movie. He was just in yeah. it. Also, quick uh, Power Rangers tie-in. There is a bit where they're showing like various like people on the street reacting to stuff, and one of them, I swear to you, was Walter Jones. That I didn't catch it. I know you said it in the theater. It was that would be really really funny. There was so like the whole movie is hilarious, and man, as I think you said, like surprisingly earnest. Yeah. Yeah. There were moments. There were some stretches where it's like my my dude. I could use some jokes. Right. Yeah. It's I, a bit a bit more of like like a movie with a plot than I was expecting. Yeah, I really expected <laughs> just like a whole bunch of gags thrown together. Yeah. And there was a legit plot to this movie. You know what it kind of reminded me of? I mean, it's it's structurally and like plot-wise very similar. It was a uh, Walk Hard the John C. Riley like pseudo Johnny Cash documentary. That was also a super funny movie. It was also a super funny movie that was also like weirdly earnest in parts. And also had Tim Meadows. In a very similar role. Dude, Tim Meadows does not work enough. Or maybe he works exactly as much as he wants to, but everything I ever see Tim Meadows in, he is amazing. Like that dude is hilarious. There was one yeah. There's a moment in this there movie. Was this, there was one moment. So, like, I'm not... We won't go into a lot of detail about about how and why it happened. No, let's. I feel like it's a important. limo. So the three main... The Lonely Island guys, who are all three in the movie, they're in a limo, and they're being mobbed by fans. And then... Uh, 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 like, there's lady fans. Who are, like, like, doing lady fan things, like... Showing their bodies in order to be signed. Right. And then and then there's a dude fan. Yes. <laughs> Who is... Is doing... Sh- showing his love in a similar way. Yeah. Yeah. And this dude Showing just... all of his love. <laughs> this dude... His love was on screen for a long time. Yeah. Just... Just his love is like full on pressed, <laughs> like mashed into the glass of the window... And then he's sort of moving around. <laughs> and then the window goes... Okay, never mind. We need to stop. Uh, this is a PG show. It's a family program. But uh, that was a that was an odd moment that I did not expect. No. Nope. So, but Popstar, uh, but Popstar was a super, super funny movie. Tons of fun. It's really the, fun. The music is great because the, like, the trick about the Lonely Island's music is that it's really funny it's, and it's also like really fun music. It's like legit yeah. catchy music. Like it's you yeah. just kind of want to like, like I would just play it in the car. Right. I am a little bit surprised. Any movie opened this weekend is already down to like one and two shows at most of the theaters that we looked at and I'm not really sure why because Andy Samberg is super famous and it's a really funny movie. I don't know. Maybe it's not available in 3D. 
Yeah. Dude, I don't, like, know. I don't know. And everyone's busy with those 3D showings of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 out of shadows. We should totally go see that movie. That looks really fun. Dude, it's listen, got Bebop and Rocksteady. I was going to say, I skipped the last one because uh, it looked real bad. This yeah. one doesn't look great, but I'll skip a bad Turtles movie. It's not sort of constitutionally in me to skip a bad Turtles movie if it has Bebop, Rocksteady, Krang, and Casey Jones. Yeah, man. I think I gotta, I gotta go see that one. But... That's it for our five stars this week. And now we are going to go watch episode 40 of Jojen Sentai Jetman, Command, Change of the Sentai. We'll be right back. Alright, welcome back. So we have just finished watching episode 40. Uh, Dave, Katie, what did you think? Now Katie, you have watched, as you said, one episode of this show prior. Correct, one episode. Um, did this hold up to that? Yeah, and it really, this, I mean, it really went, this was just, it was great. Guys, this is a good one. <laughs> it yeah. was really, really great. I think I mentioned earlier that it's a good Chief episode, and since Chief is the best, you know it's a good episode. This is a solid one. So I think let's skip the overview for this one and dive right into it, yeah? Sounds good to me. Cool. Right. So the first thing that we see is we are in the Viren Dimension, and we see Gray and Maria, and they are just sort of looking on as Radigat is sort of crawling slash stumbling backwards. Kind of cowering. Cowering, looking up fearfully. It's, it's, it's like an abusive situation. Yeah. Like, like it does not yeah. look cool. Now that Tranza is like in charge, in charge, like he is not like... You can tell that this is a dude that a week ago was a 12-year-old boy, and now he has power, and is just, like, responding very poorly to it. He does yeah. not He does not know how to handle this level of authority. He's like the little kid that was put in charge of the class for some reason. Yeah. This is just the Zimbardo experiment. Like, the prison, the Stanford prison experiment. Yeah. That is what this is. Tranza has been given power over people that were previously his peers, and it has turned him into a monster. Yes. I mean, I mean he's also a literal monster, because right. he's a virum. Yeah, but. that, right. Also that. He is, he's worse. He's a worse monster. I don't, I don't know. Can I just make one? This is my first time seeing Tranza, because the only other episode I saw, it was Tran. Right. right. Um, and the hair though, right? So, the hair <laughs> is amazing. In, like, an awful way. Sure. But I think my favorite thing about it is that you can very obviously see the hair underneath. The dude's actual hair. Like, right, his actual right, hair. Yeah. Like, they didn't try to make it a full wig. It's, it's just, just It's like, just like a, it's just big like a hat that he wears. That just kind of looks like hair. So, <laughs> so Tranza reaches over... And he grabs Radigat's mouth. Like, he puts his hand over Radigat's mouth. And then he says, say it. Which is kind of a weird move. Because you've just covered his mouth. Right. That's not how mouths work. Now, based on previous episodes, I think that he's still trying to train... Radigat to call him Emperor Tranza. I think, yeah, that is what is happening here. Well, no, because what he says following that is like, tell me what you are Oh, no, 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 you're right. Yeah. So he's like, I know you're up to something. And I don't even, I don't know how he knows. He's probably just assuming because it's Radigat and like Radigat is a really bad person. Uh, he's totally right. Radigat is absolutely planning something. So Tranza says, I don't remember what he actually says. 
all my notes say is transit is still super petty. And it's something about like, if you mess with me, I'll kill you. Or it's just some really like, it's just petty, man. Transa is a small man. And what's great is that, like, Radigat doesn't tell him anything. And Transa's way to, like, just walk away from this situation is basically saying, listen, Radigat, you suck. And so all of your plans clearly suck. So, like, even if you don't tell me what you're doing, it doesn't matter because it's bound to fail and I don't care. So, like, go do your stupid crap and I will be here lording over the Virum forever. <laughs> so, so he tries to leaves and Radigat turns and he says, I will not, like, I'm not putting up with this. I will get my revenge or whatever. Well, Maria Maria goes to him and, he, and she's like, Radigat, like, just stop it, like... Just, like, let Tranza, like, be a big jerk, but, like, he's just going to keep coming after you. Oh, yeah. It's and Radigat is like, it's do you it. want to live as slaves? <laughs> she said stop it, not, like, stop. Not, like, stop trying to get the Jetman. Right. She's just, like, like s- yeah, no, stop stop fighting against Tranza. Right. It's an, it's it's unwinnable. Right. <laughs> and yeah, Renegade says, like, do you want to live as slaves forever? Which, if they weren't all, like, evil villains, would be, like, some cool revolutionary talk. But, like, all he wants to do is, like, lord over Tranza and zap him with energy all the time. Right. <laughs> right. It's not like his goals are any more noble. This is not a... Right. This is not, like, a high-minded cause. I did have, like, a moment where I'm like, oh, like, maybe this is going to be a way that they fail or, like, they break up because of a power struggle. But I... Nah. I that is not the way that this episode lent itself. So here's what happens, is that Radigat says, I have discovered a way to defeat the Jetman. But I need your help. And if you don't help me, we won't be able to beat the Jetman and we won't be able to beat Tranza. So like, are you guys in? And Maria and Grady look at each other. And I get the feeling, tacitly, that they're now sort of officially a thing. It seems that way. There's more episodes of this show to get to. Okay, okay, okay. So, Maria and Grey look at each other, and they both kind of nod, and they say, okay. And Radigat lets them in on the plan. He uses their telescanner, and he says, and he shows them a picture of a meteor. And he says, this weapon is 25,000 light years away, but we will be able to use it to defeat the Jetman. This is this is what's going to do it for us. So we go from there to Sky Camp. The computer is going absolutely haywire, which seems a little extreme, given that, like, obviously they're picking up the same thing. They're picking up the same meteor. Dude, that meteor is 25,000 light years away. Well, I, I think that also what they're picking up is the amount of energy that Radigat and Gray and Maria are putting out to, like, tractor beam that thing into like earth orbit oh because oh, that is the very next scene we see yeah. right. those three are up on a hill doing wow. a, they're up on the ledge in the quarry <laughs> <laughs> kind of pulling this thing into earth orbit which that is just a heck of a tractor beam yeah because that bad boy is twenty five thousand light years away well okay they said originally that it was twenty five thousand light years in a few seconds, they're going to refer to that distance again and say that it is, like, hundreds of light years away. 
200 light years away, I think it was. 200,000 light years yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It jumped from 25,000 to 200,000? Now, maybe I think... Okay, here's my thought. Now that it's actually here, Radigan is feeling super confident about this, and he's just getting, like, way hyperbolic. He's like, ha <laughs> not only am I going to beat you, I pulled this thing from infinity light years away. <laughs> so, so they're trying to pull this meteor down. The Jetmen arrive. Radigan says, hey, I have, to st- I have to keep doing this tractor beam thing. You guys go deal with the Jetmen. So it's Gray versus the Jetmen. It's actually going pretty poorly for the Jetmen at first. Yeah. Yeah. But then they kind of regroup. They redouble their attack. Gray is starting to look a little rough. And the, and the women manage to get past... Gray. And so they get up onto the ledge where Maria and Radigan are. Right. Maria yeah. sort of pulls off of helping with the tractor beam. And now it's Maria versus Akko and Kauri, while Gray is still fighting Guy, Ryu, and Raita down in the quarry. Right. So the Jetmen do manage to. They get like knocked away a little bit, and then the Vyrum commanders are there, and Raita somehow manages to just pull a rock drop. He just throws rocks at them. Yes, yeah. Three giant boulders. Just like, yep. just quick succession. One, two, three. Yeah, well, we have actually figured out in the past that the power of the rock drop is not just to throw rocks at people, but that he is somehow generating those rocks. Okay. Yeah, we have determined that he is, like, pulling those rocks from an extra-dimensional space. And okay. fucking do it, people. So, he gets off the triple rock drop. Never seen that one before. The real power move on Rice's part. And he takes down the Viren Commanders, but it's too late. It's too late. Like the meteor... That meteor shows up. Yeah. Yes, and then bam. And for a meteor falling to Earth, yeah, it, it just, is a surprisingly small explosion. Yeah, it's real chill out meteor. <laughs> well, it's also a really tiny meteor. Dude, meteors do not need to be that big. Like, yeah. there's just a lot of energy going on in yeah. a meteor. So, and it's like, for a meteor, it's fairly large. I mean, it's the size of, it's maybe like twice the size of a football, I would say. Uh, thereabouts, yeah. yeah. Which is not, which is a big meteor. It's not the biggest meteor I've ever seen. The biggest meteor I've ever seen is at the Natural History Museum yeah. in New York. And it's made out of like solid iron and it weighs seven tons. And they had to like drive the support, they, like built the museum around this thing. Wow! Because <laughs> they had to drive the supports for it into the bedrock because they couldn't like just put it in a building because the thing weighs. It's a meteor the size of a small car. It weighs like seven tons. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, so Radigan, and this is where we figure out what the plan is. Because I honestly figured, I don't know why I didn't think that this was the plan, but I figured that the plan was is that it was going to be like a power source. Or they were going to do, like, a eat the meteor. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but it, what it turns out is that Radigat finally, finally is starting to actually, like, make a reasonable plan. Because what he has done is he has found this meteor. And he knows that if he uses this meteor as, like, the base material to create a biodimensional beast, it will be built off of whatever this meteor is, which we will find out in a minute. Is a really big deal. So he is... The Jetman realize what he's trying to do. They're trying to stop him. Radigan is slowly wounded army crawling. I can say... So the the Jetman... The Jetman, like, know that they need to stop the 
virum. This, they need to stop the virum. But then Chief sees, like, what the meteor is made of. Yeah, because she's still back at Sky Camp, like, monitoring the situation on her computers. Right. So, like, she kind of knows how significant this could be. And so... And I believe she then tells the Jetman, like, do not let him get to this thing. Right. Right. Uh, He does... Yeah, uh, he does. He, he throws down some real harsh language as he's doing it. Like, Jetmen, be afraid. You are about to witness the birth of a demon from hell. Yep, yep. <laughs> that was a weird moment. So, but he does manage to do this thing. He puts the bug on the meteor, and it turns into Meteor B-E-M. Yeah. No idea what that's supposed to mean. B-E-M is, like, all caps, uh, as though it is an uh, acronym for something. That, like, an acronym that... Everybody would know, so there's no need to explain it. Right. It is as though it's like, oh, this is like a UFO thing. And maybe that's just what UFOs are called in Japan. But they just call him throughout the rest of the episode, Meteor Bam. Yeah, I just, I literally have no idea what uh, that If you, the listener, know what that is supposed to mean, please tell us. So, Meteor B-E-M, or M-B, as I've taken to calling him. <laughs> so, M-B kind of clumps out. And he's a real, like, man, he's not a cool-looking monster. I actually kind of dig it, because he looks like an action figure of an alien that you would see, like, from, like, the early 80s. All right, yeah, yeah. that's fair. He's got, like, weird he's like big bug eyes. I was thinking of them as bat, bat ears. Well, like, I have cartoon fly slash bat. Okay, but made out of a meteor. But made right. out of a meteor. And, like, his body has, like... Like craters kind of coming out of it. Well, sure, he's made out of a meteor. That moment, that element I did actually think was pretty cool. So he starts glowing with like coruscating energy and he starts blasting the Jetmen with it and they immediately they start to weaken. Yeah. And they try oh. to like shoot him with their bird blasters, but it's not working and they just seem to be like losing more and more energy. Now they're just on the ground, sort of like trying to yeah. move and they're unable to and Chief is screaming at them like guys you need to run immediately no she says attack all at once she says you've got to defeat this thing right now and so they try they do the beak smasher so doesn't do anything yeah so they sort of tear up through their attacks they do but when it comes to them actually trying to attack Something I noticed. Okay. They're all uh, very obviously struggling to stand. Sure. And then they go, we have to attack all at once. And uh, Ryu, like, struggles to stand up. And then Guy and Raita seem to have no trouble at all. Just, like, doing a <laughs> somersault and, like, landing in a pose to do, like, bird blaster. So. And then the women also struggle to stand up. Well, Raita has super strength, and Guy is a pretty cool guy, so, <laughs> you know. So, they try the Beak Smasher, doesn't work. Doesn't they try the Bird Buster, nothing works, nothing works. They try to do Smash Bomber, but That's before right. they're able to do Smash Bomber, like, they just collapse. They're not even able to pull their trigger on it. So, this is what the Chief yells at them. She says, that meteor... Is an anti-Burdonic jewel. Yes. And it is so good. stealing your strength. No, at this point it's already too late because they are untransformed. Yes. Yeah. So this is amazing. <laughs> yes. Because 
This is amazing because what this does is that this strengthens for me the idea that Birdonic energy is not created by the Birdman project, but it is an underlying fundamental element of the Jetman universe. Yes. It is harnessed by the Birdman. Right, it's harnessed by the Jetman. Or Jetman, not through Birdman. The, through <laughs> the jet, like through the jet program. But this is like a this is a thing that exists. Birdonic waves are just part of this world. Because otherwise, why would a, an anti-Birdonic jewel makes zero sense? Right. It has to already be there. Right. It is just the underlying force of the universe that is generated by the concept of birds. Yeah. <laughs> this is, and so basically, if they were the X-ray men, this guy is like a lead meteor. That's what's going on yeah. here. Right. So we're back at Sky Camp. The chief is yelling into the mic. And then some dude just shows up. Yeah, and this guy, like, he walks into Sky Camp, and you can tell that he is a jerk. Yeah. He's got, like, like a stupid little mustache. Not, like, a cool mustache, but, like, a, like you can look like at... Like a jerk mustache. Yeah. Like, when you look at his, like, mustache and his sunglasses and his hat and his demeanor and the way that Chief reacts to him, you're just like, oh, this guy is the worst. Yeah. Uh, which he totally is. So, we never got a name for him. They just call him the Commander... Chief yeah. just looks and goes, you. you. <laughs> yeah. He is just like the nega chief. <laughs> so we go back to the quarry where they're all fighting. This, you've heard us talk about the quarry, Katie? Yeah. yeah, this is the quarry. This is the quarry. This is it. Uh, the Jetmen are getting romper stomper. Like, things are not yeah. going well. Meteor Bam is like shooting fire out of his mouth. Yeah, they, they have no chance. Oh, by the way, real quick. Speaking of fire out of his mouth. Yeah. There's something that we forgot to mention about Meteor Bam. Is that when the meteor landed, it was still super hot because it had just like flown through orbit and like crash landed. Oh yeah, yeah. And so when Radigate went to put the, um, went to put the bug on it, he burned his hand, and so meteor bam is still super hot because it's generating a lot of heat right now. Oh, that's right. Because he hasn't had a chance to cool down yet. Yeah, that is about to be important. So the Jetman are getting wrecked. Radigate takes this moment to call out Transa. He says, Transa, do you see this monster? It's about to defeat the Jetman. And then I will rule over you and I will be, like, I will be a giant jerk to you. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the plan. You've been a giant jerk to me. I will return the favor. So, Meteor Bem blasts the Jetman. He's about, like, they all go flying. And he is about to drop what is presumably the final attack. And then, up on the ridge. Oh, man. We get, like, five <laughs> other dudes show up, well, five other people show up, and they're in, like, black bodysuits with, like, future armor and awesome bird helmets. It's so good. Yeah. They look like high-tech ninja jetmen. That is exactly they're, yeah, what I was awesome. thinking. And they attack Meteor Bam, and they do just a great job. Just yeah. oh. stellar. Great, great job. Great just job. All the flips and jumps. Oh, and, and they've so got many punches. Cool, and they've got cool weapons. Like they each have, you know, like they got ninja weapons. Yeah. They are their and own a boomerang. They're like their own Sentai team. So like they've all got their own special weapons. Like one of them has a chain. One of them has a bladed boomerang. It's, like yeah, yeah. It's, it's super rad. And you can there's a moment where you can kind of see because like the the jetmen like scramble behind a rock, and there's a moment where like Ryu looks. 
And, like, you can see that they are also annoyingly impressed. Yeah, yeah. they're just like, oh, <laughs> those guys do look super cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, the, the Neo Jetmen, or the Ninja, they're, they're called the Neo Jetmen. Uh, I keep thinking of them as the Ninja Jetmen. But the Neo Jetmen. The Ninja Jetmen. The Ninja Jetmen. There you go. So, the Ninja Jetmen. They they get a few licks in on Meteor Bam, and they force him to take a couple steps back into a lake. This is where it's important that he was still super hot. Right, because when he hits the lake, Ryu notices, like, oh, his body is cooling off, like, more quickly than it was anticipating, and it's sort of stunning him. Meteor Bam tries to get, like, one last shot off with the anti-Bradonic waves against the Neo Jetman, and it hits them, and you can see for a moment it's starting to affect them. But then they basically just, like, flex, and the energy flies away. Yeah, they, just, they, sh- they literally shake it off. And then the Vine commanders are like, okay, listen, clearly this isn't going how we thought it was. Who knew that they had such powerful allies? Like, where did these guys come from? Let's, let's we're let's out Let's jet, yeah. yeah right. So they boogie. They, they fade out. So we head back to Sky Camp, and here's what we found out is the deal. Is that the military, once the, the jet program went wrong, in the very beginning, they have been working on the Neo Jetmen. Right. And these are, like, this is how it was supposed to go. All the, jet, all the Neo Jetmen are soldiers. They've all been trained. They're all volunteers. They're all, like, been in since day one. And... They're just they're just way better than the Jetmen. Yeah, they're yeah. just like better fighters. Yeah. And the commander is like, listen, here's the deal. There's a new chain of command. I've talked to like the higher ups. I am in charge. These are my dudes. You guys suck. Get out of our way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're like, who do you think you are? And they're just like, yeah, we are. We're just we're better. We're the new Jetmen. You guys, sorry, sorry. You guys right. are like yesterday's news. Like, and they oh, say and sorry, also, but they do not no. seem sorry like, at This all. is like, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> oh, and we do find out why the anti-Bradonic waves don't work on them. is because they literally have a Bradonic generator strapped to their chest in like a cybernetic harness thing. So right. they are being direct. They've got like nuclear generators like plugged into their hearts. And that's why like they're super crazy. And so you can't mess with their Bradonic wave power. Because it's constantly being generated and regenerated. Okay. Right. And so Ryu is like, okay, this is cool. Like, you guys are great. Like, yeah. you clearly are great, great fighters. Obviously, like, we're the Jetmen, so, like, you know, we're cool. And, like, he sticks out his hand to, like, shake the hand of the main dude. Like, basically his opposite number in the Neo Jetmen. Right, like, yeah. let us now work together. Right. And to, Neo, like, save the world. And is, like, I actually think what he yeah, says. Yeah, that is literally what he says. <laughs> and, like, that dude just brushes past him and says, like, hey, to the, to the chief, like, our chief, the chief who was cool. Like, hey, have you had a chance to, like, you know, look at these energy waves? And they start talking about, like, the anti-Bradonic stuff. Yeah. Real quick side note, that guy, like, the leader, like, the commander, not the commander, the commander is the jerk. Right. Like, the re- the Ryu of the Neo Jetman. Uh-huh. The actor is the same actor that the year after this will be Prince Geki, the Red Tyranno Ranger in Zhu Ranger. Ah, nice, nice, yeah. nice. Super fun. So maybe this this is like an extended audition for him. He's <laughs> right. Like, well, this is like it. this is like the earlier episode with the Crisis on Infinite Dance. Right. <laughs> right. So who is also going about to show up? Yeah. So we go over to the gym. The Jetman are working out, 
And they're super annoyed. They're also working out, like, in their mechanics jumpsuits, yeah, which is weird. Yeah, a weird moment. So... Well, some of them are super annoyed. Well, they're all super annoyed. But the... So, like, the guys are super annoyed. Like, these jerks. These right. jerks. But then, uh, Akko and Kaori are like, but did you see that leader? He was so handsome. And let me tell you, listeners... They were right. Okay. Oh, yeah, dude. That's <laughs> He's a good-looking dude. So that is a good-looking dude. So uh, Ryu Still is... a jerk, though. Ryu is just, like, weightlifting through his stress. Yeah. Uh, so the Neo Jetmen show up. I'm not actually sure why they show up, except to just be like, just to, like what's taunt. up, nerds? Yeah. Right. So uh, Raita, Akko, and Kaori say, like, hey, why don't you work out with us? So they roll over a weight bar with, like, a whole bunch of weight on it. To the Neo Jetman, the lady Neo Jetman kind of looks at it, stops it with her foot, sort of looks at it, looks at them, and then literally power cleans this thing with one hand. Yeah. Uh, and then just tosses it back at them. Yeah. Well, the toss is in reaction because, like, an alarm goes off. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. like, she's lifting it just kind of, like, looking at them, being like, you fools look at my power and strength. And then an alarm goes off, and very dangerously for a gym, she's yeah. like, no need for this anymore, and just throws it at them. <laughs> right. Uh, they do catch it. They're okay. So, well, I mean, it knocks them all over, but right. they're, they're but okay they in that they are not, like, crushed to death by this weight. <laughs> yeah. Which is, anyways. So, <laughs> they go into the main command room, and what we see is the Meteor Bam has gone giant, and he is attacking the entire city. And the commander says, hey, new Jetman, you guys go, like, get the jet machines. You guys go take care of this. And the regular Jetmen are like, ah, oh, guys, whole, you may not want to do that. It's, like, it's real, real complicated. Right. Like, I understand that, like, you guys are, like, stronger and you're great at fighting and you've got this, like, anti-Bradonic thing, like, locked away and you got that cool chain and the boomerang. And, like, dude, that's fresh. I love it. But, like... <laughs> You've never actually piloted a giant robot, and it's a big... It's, like, it's a yeah. thing. It's you tricky. Need... It took us a couple episodes. And so the commander <laughs> says, oh, well, they've been, like, training in simulators. And the chief says, ah, that, no, they are not yes. going to be able to do this. This right. is not going to go well. So they... And at first, actually, it seems like... It seems like... The Jetman and the chief are wrong. Yeah. Right. Like, it's kind of holding its own. Like, the Neo Jetman go out there, they do a little, like attack with the jet machines separately. They combine, so we at least know they could do that. Right. Although, if we recall, there's an autopilot for that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> they do not need to be there for that. And so they form Jet Icarus, they do the jet scram, they form Jet Icarus, and they start fighting. And they throw the Bradonic daggers. See, this is how you can tell that they're new, because they don't start with the Bradonic saber. They're yeah, like, just... okay, I got this new giant robot. Look at these throwing daggers. I got this <laughs> chain with a mace on it. It's going to be amazing. No, it's not going to be amazing. No. Just it literally never work. worked. Yeah, just do the Bradonic saber, man. So they, they throw the knives. They sort of bounce off of Meteor Bem. They do the chain, the ball and chain. What's it called? The jet smasher, I think. Something, something. like that. So they try the jet smasher. That doesn't work. They actually get hit with their own jet smasher. <laughs> he like grabs it and throws it back at them. And then they say, all right, Bradonic Saber. Right. 
Yeah. So they try to do the Bradonic Saber, but again, they're real dumb because they're just trying to use it like a sword instead of unleashing like the coruscating like waves of Bradonic energy power that normally come. Of course, maybe it wouldn't matter. Maybe they can't. Maybe they can't because it Who is knows? a Bradonic yeah. Saber. This is an anti. At any rate, the Bradonic Saber just breaks. Yeah. yeah. And I'll say like, they go. They is... go to smash him, and then there's like a moment where like, oh, what's happening? And then like, you just see that it's been like. Cut in half. Right. And I will say, this is not the first time that the Bradonic Saber has been broken in half. Oh. It might not even be the second time. So, like... I, I don't remember. So, I've got to imagine that, like, in the hangar bay, like, next to where they build and repair Jet Icarus, there is just, like, a giant stash of Bradonic Sabers. <laughs> just hanging out, just waiting. Like Can in, be... like, an umbrella stand. Just, like, a huge umbrella <laughs> right. stand. Or, like, a knife block. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, okay. So, the Bradonic Saber is down, and... They're still sort of, like, trying to use, like, the broken end of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it does not... It goes about as well as you would expect. Meteor Bam just goes nuts. Yeah. Starts, like, flailing away, like, punching at Jet Icarus. They don't know what to do. They Like, it turns arm out, falls off. Yeah. It loses like... the arm. And so... The Jetmen are back at Skycamp. They're watching this and they're like, dude, we need to get out there. Right, like we've got a whole other giant robot. Like, let's hop in Jet Garuda and go help. And the commander... The chief, like, presses the button. We don't know what that button does, the, We don't know what the button does other than that button open before. a door. <laughs> but she presses the button to be like, Jetmen, go! And then the, com- the, the jerk commander... Was like, no. Like, he double presses the button. Yeah. The door slams shut. And Ryu was like, dude, you are leaving your men to die out there. Like, what is happening? Commander gets on the, like, communicator to the Neo Jetman. And instead of saying, like, guys, please don't die. Like, help is on the way. Because he's not sending help. Because he's a jerk. He's like, hey, guys, just remember that, like, we trained you and turned you into this. We can train five more people. That's fine. Like, you, like, if you are not good enough to beat this dude, that's A-OK with me. Yeah, yeah, like, if we'll, you fail, we'll just replace you. We'll find someone who is good enough. You guys will die. Uh, losers have no place in this world, I think is what he says. <laughs> and so Ryu just walks over. He's like, are you seriously? Oh, that's right. Ryu walks over. He says, dude, you, you can't do that. That's not. No, you can't do that. And that's when he says, losers have no place in this world. And then Ryu just punches that dude in the face, Jackson hits the, the button face. himself, and they just walk out. It's, yeah. It's fantastic. Ryu is great, you guys. I don't know if you remember that. Like, I don't know if Ryu's done, like, great stuff in the last episode or two. Uh, but in case y'all forgot, Ryu is the man. Yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> so, we, we go back to the giant, the giant fight. Meteor Bam is tossing Jet Icarus around. Jet Garuda arrives. And, like, the Jetmen are inside transformed. So, like, they have been able to, like, re-group regroup enough to, like, at least get enough Bradonic energy to get into their Jetman form. So, they're standing there, Jet Garuda, and there's this beautiful moment where they are concerned about the near Jetman. And the idea is that they are going to, like, kind of, like, look down at Jet Icarus and check. But what yeah. we actually see <laughs> is the Jetmen inside the cockpit of Jet Garuda all get out of their seats and like lean, lean forward over. into the windshield <laughs> to sort of try and check things out. Uh, and 
But the Neo Jetmen are all passed out. Yeah. And so the Jetmen are like, all right, man, we got to do this. So they start to attack with Bird Garuda. And they get a couple of licks in. But then Meteor Bam hits Jet Garuda with the anti-Bradonic wave. Yeah. And we get like this jump cut scene where it's cutting back and forth between uh, the Jetman transformed as Jetman and then just them in their flight suits in the cockpit. Right. Just sort of, it, it's, you know, basically. They're fading in and out. Yeah, yeah, they're fading in and out, but they're just doing it with like a bad jump cut. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the Jetman are like trying to keep it together. Uh, it's not going well. Like and they then, try to cross change again. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're like, yeah. oh no, and they're like, cross changer, huh, cross changer, huh, cross changer, because they do it and they do it in. That's the yeah. best part. <laughs> is that sometimes they do it all together, and sometimes they do it in like shifts. Yeah, yeah. And this time they get they do it in shifts, and they get through all of the sh- all of them, and then it's just and then nothing it happens. Work. You feel like Ryu maybe would have noticed before everyone else. Like, cross, change ya! And then Guy and Ryder, like, cross, change ya! And then before Aqua and Kaori would have gotten a chance, he's just like, wait, guys, hold on, this isn't working. I'm not sure, <laughs> right. not sure what's happening. Or just that, like, or just that, uh, is it Aqua and Kaori that do it the last? Yeah, they do it last. That they would have also looked and, and said, like, hold up, guys. Like, wait, cross, cha- wait, hold up now. Are you not <laughs> seeing that you're having cross change? <laughs> so, so we flip from there over to the Viren Dimension. Maria, Radigat, and Gray are all toasting Radigat. I don't know why Gray and Maria are toasting Radigat, because they know that he is also a terrible jerk. Like, right. on a scale of, you know, one to genocidal intergalactic monsters, like, they're all intergalactic genocidal monsters, but Radigat is also, like, a bad dude. Neither of them want him in charge. But they're toasting because Tranza is... In charge, and they want him even less. Right. And also, the Jetmen are probably about to die. And that's yeah. a, that's a yeah, great sort like of general cherry toast. on top. Yeah. A nice rosé. Yeah. So we see we see Ember Tranza on his throne. He says, or he whispers to himself or something, you won't rejoice for long. And then... And then that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. the end of the episode. So, like, as the episode is ending, we get sort of a montage of Meteor Bam. Just, like... Kicking Jet Garuda around. There's a lot of fire. Ryu is shouting. Like, this is clearly like a cliffhanger. Right. Yeah. So we'll see what happens next week. Very excited. Yes. But uh, in the meantime, that's it for the episode. Uh, Dave, I'm sorry, Katie, let's start with our guest. What was your high point of the week? Um, I think my high point of the week was when Ryu just straight up jacked. The jerk chief in the in the face. <laughs> it was that is... like I I felt like you could see it building. Like you knew that there was something that happened that needed to happen, but just like his love of humanity coming through, and like his fellow like man, jet his fellow right. jetmen down that like he couldn't handle it, and just like the very dramatic fall. That the evil chief gave. Like, it was just... It was beautiful. That is a moment that was great uh, for you. I feel like it's actually even better for us. Because it's such, like, a purely Ryu moment. Yeah. Right. Like, no. This is... This will not stand. Punches. (laughs) We need to help all humanity. And all jet humanity. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... Matt, man, how about you? You got a high point for this one? Dude. 
The Neo Jetman. Yeah. That is a fresh look. That is, dude, guys. Look them up. They looked great. Look those dudes up. They look super, super cool. They look weirdly like a combination between the Jetman and the Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah. Like their helmets kind of have that same sort of like evil bird face look. Uh huh. Like, listen, man. uh, I love the Jetman. The Jetman's costumes are, like, they're a little bit. I don't want to say, like, dopey, but, like, they're very much Sentai. I mean, okay, yeah. they're a Sentai team. They're Sentai costumes. They're, like, bright, bold colors and with, like, you know, like, gold trim and stuff. But the Neo Jetman look like Cyborg Ninja Jetman. Yeah, they, they look, look great. Like, they look real slick, you guys. <laughs> uh, did you have a separate high point from that? Uh, man, that's a tough one. I did, like, okay, so when the Bradonic Saber breaks... The way that they indicate to you clearly that the Bradonic Saber has broken is that the tip of the Bradonic Saber goes flying and just we see it like stuck in the ground. Uh-huh. But the Bradonic Saber is like 10 stories tall or something. <laughs> and so what you actually have is a hunk of sword stuck in the ground that's like the size of a bus. Yeah. <laughs> I just really like the idea of it sitting around. I don't know why. Uh, oh, other, other quick high point, uh, just side note. Uh, it was great to see. I do not know what that actor's name is, but Prince Geki. But Prince Geki, like yeah, that was that just a, what I recognized. That dude. It was a lot of fun. Okay, uh, so Katie, do you have a low point? Um, you don't have to have one. Like, like the uh, the ridiculousness of when they were very obviously struggling to stand, and then they easily like flipped over like, to use their guy bread were just like, It's cool. We got it. Right. Like. I want to say it's a low point, but honestly, I loved it. So, <laughs> so no, right, I don't right, think right. so. Um, my low point, I mean, listen, it's actually a high point of the episode, but like, it's a low point just because like, he's so terrible. Like, the evil commander is such like a great heel, you know? <laughs> Like, he's yeah. just, like, a garbage person. And it's, like, it's so... Like, it's beautiful to see. He gets punched in the face. You cheer that right. that dude got punched right. in the face. Right. It feels real, real excellent. Uh, what about you, Dave? Man, if I had to pick one, I wasn't a big fan of Meteor Bem's monster design. Like, I thought it looked kind of lame. Yeah. But aside from that, this episode was pretty gold. Just really stellar. Yeah, this is a, this is a real highlight this week. So... I think that's it for us, yeah? Yeah, that is going to do it for another episode of The Jetman with a Golden Gun. Uh, Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all you can email the show at supersentibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out what we're talking about on Twitter, we are at supersentibros. If you like the show, and gosh, I hope you do, please remember, shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. That's what's going to help new people find the show. Uh, the Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. Katie, thank you once again yeah, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for... Uh, it was... I loved it. I'm glad. Loved the experience. Uh, loved the show. And, and, and this week, we are the Super Sentai siblings. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm Matt. I'm Dave. I'm Katie. And we'll see you next week.